0: Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva, are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva.
1: We have special guest, Ola Dantes, host of the Dwelling Show and apartments educator from Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome
2: To start buddy, doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: Hey, no problem. We're uh, glad to have you here. Yeah, man, we, we've actually been on
0: the dwelling show with Ola, so it's like an old friend for us. And, and get to see him come back and actually get to hear him talk about his business. He let us talk about land, so let's hear about what you do, Ola, and kind of give us the brief rundown of kind of what you do in the real estate niche.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, my name is Ola Dances, like you said, I'm founder of Dwelling, we're essentially a multi family syndication firm. You know, currently based here in Baltimore, Maryland. But, you know, when you hear that bio, it it sounds almost too impressive, right? (laughs) You know, (laughs) so I really like to peel back the onion and go back to how it all started. You know, just kind of to try to connect to the average person, right? Obviously, I didn't start out that way. Um, There's a lot behind that. So I really like to talk about my story. I was born in Nigeria, West Africa, went to the UK, you know, when I was 16. So lived in the UK for a very long time. And then went back for a little bit to Nigeria. And then my wife was actually working, interning in Orlando, Florida, Disney World, I think it's called. And she's like, hey, dude, like, you know, fly to Disney, you know, come come to America, like come check it out. And I remember as we we're about to touch down to Orlando, and I was just, I like, I'm like a window seat um, kind of guy. And I looked down, I was like, I was looking down, I was like, the houses were so, you know, the symmetrical houses, the suburbia America America, like the cul de and I was like, this place is beautiful, like, oh <laughs> my goodness, and then obviously, I touched down, you know, in Orlando, the palm trees everywhere, it was just, it was just, it was like paradise, I don't forget, I used to live in the UK, but it was just beautiful, it was sunny, it was nice, it was amazing, everybody was happy, I loved it, so um, I, I kind of used that backstory real quickly. My wife was like, well, maybe we should move here. I was like, yeah, like, why not, you know? <laughs> and, um, and then we moved to, to Baltimore, Maryland. Um, <laughs> so, I am not saying there, you go to beautiful Florida to
1: Baltimore. What's
2: Baltimore? Baltimore is pretty good, um, but we can't <laughs> chose Baltimore. So, <laughs> it's good, but it's definitely not Florida. It's, it's definitely so not Florida. Run away from it. Um, You're running yeah. as fast as you can, right? We are. I mean, we have assets in the state of Texas. So, I mean, it's just kind of better to be hyper-local and kind of closer to not just the physical assets, but also like kind of the intangible assets, right? Like the, the industry contacts that we have over there, our brokers, our lenders, you know, stuff like that. So kind of moving our business to, to Houston in the next few weeks, yeah, it's kind of a big, huge deal for us. So that's been interesting. Just a quick story, though. So obviously we got to America, you know, I got my green card. I started working. My wife was working. We were living in, you know, a place called Columbia, Maryland. Beautiful. We had an apartment. Living the American dream. Nothing to complain about, right? You know, but then I felt like something was missing. Like, is this all there is to it? Go to work, come back home, sleep, wake up, go to work, come back home, sleep, go to work, traffic, (laughs) you know? I was like, there's gotta be something else, right? And kind of during that period, a friend of mine, from the UK, called me and said, hey, Ola, could you come to Dubai? You know, I'm meeting some investors and I really need you to help me with my business, which was a real estate business um, in the UK. Can you come to Dubai and help me out, right? So I did what, you know, every smart man does. Um, I prayed about it and I asked my wife, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to be going to Dubai. And she's <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> Have you heard of something called Skype, uh, Zoom, you know, FaceTime, like white <laughs> dude why are you going all the way there but i'm sharing this story you know for a reason Like, and I, and I say this like that trip is what's got me on your show today right that that trip is why you guys know of me and dwelling right and the reason i bring that up as well is success isn't like this grandiose you know fireworks everywhere happy new year event you know it's like it could be a phone call right so pay attention to what's going on in your life you just never know where that you know opportunity can come right it could be me trying to you know, landing in Orlando, I was like, wow, I could move here as well. Why not? Right? Just make sure you're paying attention as you're living your life and you're just not like, you know, kind of being through life. Right? You're being attentive. Right? Anyway, I got back from this trip. I realized my friend was doing pretty well in real estate. In the UK, I was like, maybe I could do this in America. I mean, heck, I'm just going to work and coming back home any damn way. So maybe I could do this real estate thing. They know nothing about real estate, obviously, but my friend Google did. So I, you know, <laughs> well, used them, I, right? I, I used Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I use that term all the time. I, I'll, I'll throw it there. Yeah.
0: My homeboy Google knows, or Google Ad, he knows everything. Exactly.
2: Yeah, it does. You know, so as I was Googling, like, you know, this website, Bigger Pockets, kept coming up. And then I started listening to their podcast and this book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, kept coming up. And I was like, I mean, I love reading. So I picked that up and I was like, oh, my God, this guy stole all my ideas. This is exactly what, I was, what I've been trying to tell my brain, but I couldn't articulate. Yes, 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 yes. You are making sense. This is what I've been thinking about, right? So fast forward anyway, we bought our first building. So we moved from that cozy apartment, my wife and I, where we never had to worry about what property taxes meant where we didn't have to care when the trash gets collected or the landscaping, we just showed up and left. But now we moved to um, a class A area in Baltimore, Maryland. We bought our first building. We could never find parking because we live right back in the city, right? And now have to worry about property taxes. I knew what they actually meant. Uh, <laughs> I have to take out my trash on Tuesday. If not, it's going to be a problem because I'm going to have, you know, like you, it's kind of, kind of like adulting, right? Like you yeah. have to like, you know, become an adult, right? But then what came with that was cash flow. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, after we bought this, you know, kind of really modest building, uh, you know, it was a duplex. My wife and I just won, you know, lovely night doing, I like to say this, doing what lovers do, um, cooking. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we started talking and I was like, hey, baby, like I can notice that my account is actually growing, you know, not like crazy. Right. But you know, like, we're getting this rent, you know, we're not paying the mortgage by ourselves, like, you know, we're house hacking. It's like, oh, my God, like, and she's like, yeah, me too. My account is growing as well. I was like, wow, like, what if we did this, like, I don't know, two more times, three, four, five, 10, whatever. And that's kind of when we started shifting to apartment syndication. Like, hey, I mean, why not buy more of these things and kind of scale up? And kind of that's how Dwelling was born. So, you know, and that since then we've kind of been growing, trying to grow this and, and do it more. So I'll stop there.
0: Cool. So how many how many assets under management or doors do you have? Because that's common, kind of the metric for apartment syndicators. Where are you at right
2: now? currently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to say this as well. You know, what I've done in terms of like accelerating the growth of dwelling is just partnering with all the syndicators. Okay. So with our awesome. group, we have a syndication group with about 1,200 units. Right now, both passive and active. Um, So, like I said in the beginning, that's why we're moving to Texas. We're looking to scale that pretty quickly. So that's kind of where we're at right now.
0: I I love the idea of coming to a new country and you see just the houses and the palm trees, and you're like, I love it here. And then you pick up a book, and there's this moment that phone call or your your phone call or your visit with your friend, just this moment that says, Hey, you got to pay attention to that. And that was what really changed the course of your life. And it's going to change the course of your your kids and your, your generational, your generational life. And that to me is amazing because so many times we go through, we go through our day to day and we don't pick up on those signs that are standing us right in the face. And then when you finally connect that dot, you connect it all the way back and you're like, Oh crap, all the way back. This has been telling me this, and this is what I've been training for. You know, whether it was a sales job, like with you back in the day, we had a sales job selling culinary school and now you sell land And, you know, the different marketing tabs are real estate for 15 years as you go through that and what you've done with that. For me, you know, corporate America and learning to manage and lead and do things like that, working all the way through to where you start to run your own company and you start to build it. So that's the cool thing to me. And I think that's one of the big key takeaways I hope that our listeners take away from this interview with you is pay attention. Look for the signs around you because the universe is telling you something and your mind actually flows with something. So you kind of have to follow that.
2: Yeah, like I always tell people, right? God is not going to send you a tweet, okay, (laughs) or a text message. So like, you have to like pay attention to your life, be aware, take risks, calculated risks, right? Be open and be open-minded, right? As opposed to like, you know, people say like, "Oh, how do I get started?" It's just get started, right? You know, get started, partner up, learn. It's kind of like what you heard, what you on podcast. Take action, as opposed to like trying to you know, sauce around for this magical moment, grandiose, you know, instantaneous moment that doesn't really exist anyway. So I, I think I, I really love that you you made that point as well.
1: Hey, can you uh, kind of walk us through what uh, it means to invest in a syndication? I know a lot of people understand or hear the word apartment syndication, but I don't know they truly know what it means. Like you as a syndicator, you go out and raise money and then people, do they get cash flow? Do they get equity? Like how, how does that work?
2: So basically, syndication to me is thinking about, you know, flying, right? If you want to fly to say, I don't know, California, you don't call like United and say, hey, you know, can you grab me from my house in New York City and take me to California, you buy a ticket with 300 other people, and you charter this flight. Okay, so that's Ah. the same thing with, yeah, with syndication, right? You can't, you can't just go buy a 100 unit apartment building. Maybe if you're like a Saudi prince, but even if you can still do that, because you have, you know, even if you have the cash, you still need a team of people. Right. So what you do is you coalesce with other people, typically, you know, passive investors. So people that are, you know, for the most part, smart enough, you know, to just kind of they have a bit of cash and say, hey, you know, this is my cash. and just give me a return that hedges my money against inflation and gives me extra cash flow and maybe 2x my money in five to seven years, right? Because I like to say that because not everybody's going to be, you know, an apartment syndicator just because of the sheer complexity of it, right? And, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's not, I mean, I like flipped houses. We can talk about that as well. I flipped houses before and, you know, you can go flip houses here and there, but to take down a 100 unit apartment building, it's a team sport by nature. You can't play football, American football by yourself. You need a team, you need a quarterback, you, you know, you need your coach from the side. It's the same thing right so my definition of syndication is essentially raising equity with other passive investors as well as active investors which sometimes can be called general partners which is kind of the model we use so we have other syndicators and you know the everyday passive investor and then we raise the equity and then go into the market to get the debt piece and take down an apartment building Typically, it for five to seven years, sometimes three years, and then share in the profits, you know, amongst everyone: general partners, limited partners, passive investors, active investors. Very nice. cool.
1: So, are people getting cash flow during that time as well, or is it just? Correct. Put your so, money
2: in? you know, typically in the front end, you know, we, I can, I can talk about the different um, capital structures. So, you know, for the most part, syndicators have something called a 8 pref, which is an 8% preferred return. And what that essentially means, like, in the front end, the passive investor would get, you know, 8% on their money before the syndicator gets paid, right? So if you, you know, Justin or Adam, if you gave me $100,000 in a syndication, I would have to give you $8,000 first before I pay myself any money. So all the cash flow, all the rent from the apartment goes to you first. When you, get, when you hit $8,000, then you and I start to share that rent, right? So really quick example as well. You give me 100000 the rent from a particular apartment building is $10,000, Right. So I give you 8K, the 2K left, we can split it 70-30. So 2K, I give you 1,400 and I keep the remaining 600. That's how that works. So there's yeah. all the kind of, you know, complex engineered structures like dual tranche, you know, all kinds of very complex structures, but we like to keep it very simple. So the investors don't get, you know, you know you've got waterfalls, odors, but really that's just kind of the, the basic um, structure that we, that we use. Nice, nice. That's good. I haven't
1: ever heard a syndicator really explain it, it like that, so that's good. It makes me worried that he
0: explained it so easily that some of the syndicators we hear talk about it, they don't necessarily know how to explain it that easy. I mean, it's like, hey, buy a ticket to the plane, we're going to take you on a ride to Cali, baby. <laughs> I like that. And, so, and then the quarterback yes. analysis, think- that and the analogy to me was is really good as well, because it does take a team when you do a syndication. There's And when you have a solid team, I, I follow a couple guys that are actually syndicators and I like the way they structure their business. And I know one of them, he goes out and raises money, but he teaches other syndicators. And then another one, he's, they use his balance sheet just because he was early on in his career. He did really well in the tech field, and they use his balance sheet. And so he's part of, I don't know, 28 to 3,000 units right now, and then they have another 1,000. They're going to knock down this year, units. And so just everybody has their role. And when you can lay that out cleanly, you know, the passive investor that says, hey, I just want to throw some cash with you, and I'll just give you some cash back. Works really well for them, and like you said, keep it simple, you don't have to overdo it, just understand how it kind of works and where your your risk is and what your payment's gonna be. I was guessing you've told that story before, that's how you become the dweller podcast. Man. Yeah, you, you said, said that, that. <laughs>
2: you <guys laughs> said that actually. Once I, I don't think uh, not the quarterback, but I think that's new. The, the plain one, I did talk about I, that in my event, so that's that, I think that came up pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, look, the honest truth is, a confused mind says no so when we're out there speaking to you know people we have relationships with that potential passive investors they're just everyday people maybe they work in tech on the elk industry they don't want to be bombarded with complex financial structures of you know waterfalls and you know 70 percent 60 percent it just it gets too much And, and that's part of the art right which i we could dive into like raising money is an art yeah you can get the tactics in terms of how you raise money but at the end of the day, it's still a people-to-people business, right? So when you really understand that from a strategic perspective, it's easier for you to articulate material, content to people, right? So I, I think that's really a, a huge um, piece for us as well. Keep it simple. Yeah,
0: nice. I like it. So if you yeah. have one piece of advice you could give to a new investor,
2: what would that be? Oh, so when you say new investor, are you talking about somebody looking at a passive investment or somebody um, looking to get into real estate post I'm going to say say let's break it in both,
0: but it's New Year, new me. This show is going to come out next, uh, the second week or third week of uh, January. So we still have those people that are still on that high of this was my New Year's resolution or my goal I'm setting. So what would be that piece of advice you give to the new investor? And the second piece of advice, what would you give to the person that wants to become a passive investor in the apartment
1: game?
2: Yeah. Oh, man, that's such a good question. and I'm glad you asked it. I'm seeing a lot of this. I'm sure you guys are seeing this too. So it's a new decade, right? It's 2020. Happy New Year. Everybody's going hard on Facebook, going out on my Instagram feed, going hard. Yeah. So first thing to everyone, passive or new or wh- whatever, is steady wins the race. Yeah. It's not about being fast. It's not a sprint. It's not about being passive and just you know laid back. But it's not about killing yourself either. So first things first, it's a new decade. You know, we all had added a year, thankfully, um, to our years this year. But take your time. Don't try to like everybody, like all the all, all the mortgage brokers called me like this week, like, hola, you know, I'm gonna get you debt and you know, money. And it's like, dude, calm down. Like, you know, so like first things first is you know, like pace yourself, steady wins the race. Yes, it's 2020, it's a new decade, but take your time. So that's like for everybody now. If you're thinking about getting into real estate, you know, I post on the forums on BPLO and I see all kinds of questions and my brain, not me because I'm a very nice person, but my brain just chuckles, you know, when I see some questions about like real estate, right? So what I would say to people that I knew to real estate is first and foremost, anything that is worth doing in life and worth doing well takes effort. Same thing. Your job, if you have a day job, with your wife, if you have one, husband, with kids, if you have any, you know, anyone that has kids knows this. So think of real estate as that thing. And the reason there's such a high, I would say, giving up rate, I don't want to say failure, I don't like that word, but why people give up on real estate is because they haven't been in it for too long, right? They do wholesaling. Maybe, like, they come to you guys for land, they're like, oh, land is not working for me yet, yeah, but you, you've done, like, one deal or you've done no deal, right? You know, so it's a long-term play. There's a reason why the banks give 30-year mortgages, right? Because yeah. it takes time, you know? So yeah. have the same kind of mentality going into any kind of real estate that you want to get into. It takes time. It takes effort because anything what doing and what doing well takes effort, right? So know that going in. Second thing, if you're just trying, trying to get into new, um, you know, real estate, get a partner, get a coach. You know, people call me all the time and, you know, they're like, oh, I really want help. I, wanna, I want you to coach me. And my brain chuckles again. Not me. I'm a nice guy. My brain. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. You want somebody to spend time with you, but how am I going to guarantee that you're not going to go and try to do Amazon, you know, reseller program tomorrow? Or maybe Bitcoin, you know, I I don't know. Maybe you're going to waste my time and I'm going to miss a dinner date with my wife or my two-year-old kid and talking to you. So what am i saying, if you're really serious about doing real estate, have a coach. Yes, pay a coach. Now, your brain, if you're listening to to us right now, is thinking, well, I don't want to pay this guy. They're just going to take my money. Well... If you're not going to commit from a financial perspective, maybe you're not really ready. It's most coaches. Well, actually, I can't speak for all coaches. Myself, though, I don't want your money. I'm actually fine. This is not coming from a place of ego, chess, beating. It's like, it's not about the money. It's about if I pay someone to coach me, I'm not only paying that person, I'm paying myself the future because it means I'm going to be committed. When last has anybody gotten anything for free and valued it? Never. Now, the human will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give me for free, I'll do it. No, you wouldn't because that's not how we're wired. So I tell people, they call me all the time. I'm like, look, if you pay me, I don't need your money. Trust me, I'm fine. I'm doing very okay. But your brain forces you to do the hard work that is necessary to execute all the way because now you've got skin in the game. Now, this is like all mindset, right? If you're listening to this, you can hear my voice. Think about it, ponder on that that's why you should do that it's not even about the guy you're paying out the girl it's you right so that's for somebody new so make sure you've got understand the time factor understand it takes effort right great right i just read a book it's right here great it takes great passion yeah. it takes that so just understand that pay someone or if you don't if you really if you're just like flat out broke i used to be i understand work for that person Add value, do their social media, do what it doesn't matter, right? Help them. If it's like, you know, Justin and Adam help them with their social media, add value, spend time, go get coffee, humble yourself. Now, on the syndication side, from a passive investor side, if you're looking to give money to a syndicator like myself, make sure you vet that person. How many deals have they done? How long have they been in the industry? How old are they, right? Everybody, you know, some people call me and say, hey, Ola, what, what are you doing real estate during the recession? No, I was in university, so I'm only 35. I'm not going to add more to my years. That's who I am, you know? Yeah. Yes, I don't have a career yet, but that's me. You might not like that. You might want somebody a little bit more experienced. That's fine. So, you know, have that perspective. See who their team is, if they're young. From an active side, if you want to be in syndicator, I have one advice to you, and that's it. Either you partner with someone by helping them out in however way you can, or pay a mentor. Joe Fellas was my mentor. Is one of the greatest. He's an humble guy. I love him to death. This is probably like one of the first time I've mentioned his name. But he's just a good guy. He's just an all around good guy. You know, his style is different. He's not Grant Cardone with the you know private jet. I love Grant Cardone too, by the way. But it's just a different style. So whoever you like, you know, pay them. Rod, Rod Cliff is a great guy. Michael Blanc. Me. There's a lot of these guys out there. Pay them or you know help them whatever and and try to that's the best way to learn you can't and to do this from from ground up is just futile i think you need someone that's done it shadow them go do it execute and get the similar result right. and one last thing as well sorry one last thing I, I have to mention is coaches i always like say this coaches are not magicians by the way you know people, people come and say i want you know you i'm like i'm not a magician dude like All I'm doing is I'm acting as a guide. Like, this is what you should do. This is what you should not do, right? And I'm an accountability partner. I put fire under your feet when you're slacking, right? And I share my network with you. That's it. Like, you you can't think you would get a coach and then, like, you know, next week you start buying apartments. You know, like, it just doesn't work that way. Maybe, maybe like, tripping a house, like, a, a relatively not easier, but, you know pace wise but apartments are different so make sure you have that in the back of your mind it's going to take time and it's going to it's going to take some sheer effort from your side because this is a big shift a lot of zeros
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah yeah i can't agree with you more on any of that stuff i we actually just did a show not too long ago about uh how long it takes to be successful right it's like well however long it takes it's not gonna be it might not be overnight it may be two years as long as you don't give up you just keep working and don't go from object to object will eventually be better. yep right and then Coaching is the same. Get a good coach. Get a good mentor. So and, I like all that. Yeah. The, the one key thing I think about that in the coach is you named off probably six or
0: seven people, but you went with somebody that you felt like you connected with a little bit better, and you liked their style. And then when you talk about the syndication, hey, vet the guy, but make sure you can actually work with him. You know, you don't want to be with the guy that's like, God, man, I hate this guy when he does. Give me ten percent. No, you're like, no, I, <laughs> I hate this guy. I trust him. He he has my best interest in mind. Well, his best interests are tied to yours in a syndication deal because if you're not, if he's not making money. You're not making money, and so if you're not making money, he's not
1: making money, and
0: so it's a there's a there's a dance there. And as some of the people have talked to us about, hey, what are your goals for five years, ten years? And it's we want to get into stuff that becomes passive as we use land as an avenue for us to raise more cash. Cash gets put off into passive stuff, whether it's storage buildings or apartments or you know big land subdivides for us. We know it's going to generate money for 10, 20 generational wealth. And that's the the cool thing about us getting to meet with you, and I and I love that. I love the two things. He's a dude and I love his laugh. I love Ola's laugh and his dude. And so that, you know, that to me is a, is like somebody I would want to do business with because I would love to talk to you on a call about, hey, look what we got going on right now. What what kind of deal can we get into? And then know that i have like, your interests are are tied with mine. I think that's an important part for us in in this conversation. That's why we wanted to have you on the show. So we could talk about that.
2: Thank you.
1: Get people guided into this. So Adam, you got any final questions for Ola? No, I did want to throw in though. One thing that I love about Ola is it's the second show that we've done with him, and each time it's on videos, if you want to watch it on YouTube. But he's a marketing guy. He's wearing the the Dwellin' Show sweater, right? Yes. Now. yes.
2: <laughs> always, always. always, always, <laughs> always, always represent. He must yeah. use our CBA guy that
0: says, "Hey, if you have your shirt, you have your your brand on your shirt, it's right off." So he, he must yeah. use our CBA. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna get a, a new one. but I'm gonna have the logo on my right on my heart. So I'm going uh, literally right. going to wear on my heart.
0: You, if you <laughs> yeah. decide to get a tattoo of it, you just go ahead and send us the picture and we'll, we'll post it on our Instagram for you.
2: Now you're giving me ideas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ola, I'm, I'm glad you came back on and joined us for this. Uh, we've, we've actually had another partner syndicator, Reed Goosens. Uh, he's from Australia, came to America and made the climb like you. You coming from the UK and Nigeria coming. And to me, the interesting thing about all of this is that it starts with somebody that had a dream and actually took action to move forward. And we, we said that for the New Year's, for people, who not, don't set a goal. Just push yourself a little bit farther out of your comfort zone, whether that's to for us to send direct mail out or to go to a meetup. Just do something that you were scared to do. Just push yourself a little bit farther forward, and you're going to find yourself in a situation you've never been in before. And I think you hit the nail on the head with the, the advice that you gave for the first
2: time. The real estate investors yeah. and the people want
0: to come to the syndicators. So anything you want to send us off with, uh, Ola? Any last Yeah, you no.
2: Know, you- yeah, definitely. Definitely. You just said something that made me think, actually, you're you're so right, because I had a friend of mine that came over for a holiday and he said he wanted to go to a gun range. And I was like, ooh, I never, you know, held a gun ever in my life. This was like just on Sunday, actually. And I was like, oh, my God. But we went there, you know, they kind of trained you like this is how you the Glock, this is how you reload and all that. And, you know, I got in there and I was like, oh, my goodness, I was just like on like, like, like I was playing Call of Duty. I was loving it, you know. And, you know, are <laughs> You're right. You know, just do something new, like, and just just have that a little bit of like bravery in you. Right. And I, and I think that I mean, for this new year, I think it's, it's a great time to do that. So, yeah, absolutely. Final words. This is all about mindset. At the end of the day, it's all about um, legacy as well. Like even if you had a day job, yes, you have a really good job. But the, the, what I don't like about that is you can't pass that on to your kids, Well, you can't pass on land to your kids. You can't pass on um, property. So just just have that in the back of your mind. That's
1: awesome. So where
2: uh, where can our listeners find it and learn more? Yeah, sure. So you can go to our website, Invest with That's O L A. Invest That will take you to our dwelling site. And of of course, Ola Dantes on Instagram. That kind of my go to social media. Obviously, I'm a millennial, so go there, hit me up, tell me you heard you know my my show you know, I'll definitely want to talk to you or if you follow me, I'll send you a voice note anyway, automatically. So straight away. So yeah, appreciate it. Well, and then the
1: the, the dwelling podcast,
2: right? Yeah. The dwelling podcast. Yeah. Just if you get to our site, you say it's on iTunes. You can't miss it. Um, the dwelling show. Perfect.
1: All right, guys, uh, go check him out. He's a great guy. We love having you on the show. And, um, by right, checking him out, check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, go to YouTube, give us a like, and a follow, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like, where you can't subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Friday. Have a nice day, guys.